0: compatibility This is betting across America on BetSen, the sports betting network.
1: BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the Pro Football Playoffs. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code vcent 200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn M Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code vcent 200 to win $200 in free bets. If either team scores a touchdown in a Pro Football Playoff game, Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. It is betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Our number two here from the Veasan Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino, Femi and Bebefe, Mike Pritchard. Once again, tweet at the show at Veasan Live at Mi Pritchard at Femi and Bebefe. We want to hear from you guys as we're two hours away from kickoff between the Rams and the Buccaneers to decide who will host the 49ers in next Sunday's NFC Championship game. And the 49ers are playing in that game because they upset. The Green Bay Packers, the top seed, both top seeds, Pritch, were upset yesterday in the divisional round. So that's got a lot of shakeup in the Super Bowl futures market because right now, according to BetMGM, the Kansas City Chiefs Plus 375 are your new favorite to win the Super Bowl. From looking at this Super Bowl futures market, mm-hmm. what kind of stands out to you here as we see kind of the dust settle from yesterday's results?
3: Well, it is fascinating the run that the 49ers are on right now. They're plus 450 here, uh, Super Bowl odds. And it's feast or famine for that organization when it comes to the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan. They either have a losing season or they have a winning season and they go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. And so it's tracking that way right now. Uh, the Rams, uh, maybe some value there, plus 550, because, I mean, they they have a lot of stars. And we know in L.A. you have to have stars to be relevant, and, and certainly the Rams are that now. But can the stars uh, be consistent enough and then win, right? Uh, and so you get the Chiefs uh, on top of the board, no surprise there. The Bengals, uh, new to this party. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks on this list, mm-hmm. Stafford, uh, Garoppolo, even though he's been, you know, he's, Limited, but he's been around. He's played in the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Brady, uh, Josh Allen, and then Mahomes, and then you got Burrow. Burrow at plus seven hundred. This is where it gets very interesting for me, Femi. The Bengals are the first team in NFL history to have a four thousand yard passer, a thousand yard rusher, and two one thousand yard receivers, all twenty five years younger, young or, or twenty five years or younger. Right? That when you when you do something for the first time in history of anything. I think that's significant. And so a lot of people are surprised by the Bengals. I'm not. Um, I know they got some things to clean up, but this is a confident, confident football team that's in their prime years with all their core people out there on that roster.
1: Yeah, definitely starts with the quarterback who is Joe cool. Like he's kind of the guy that's got the bravado there. Mm -hmm. Won a national title at LSU with Jamar Chase. So clearly he's not phased by these moments. It's funny though that you brought up the 49ers at plus 450. So they're in the NFC title game already. And you mentioned the feast or famine during this Kyle Shanahan era. Well, Eric Eager over at Pro Football Focus. He joins a lot of shows here across the network. Shout out to him for this tweet. He said the 49ers have five Five NFC championship game appearances and five seasons of 6 and 10 or worse over the last 11 years. Mm. It's like they're yeah. either picking in the top 10 of the draft yeah. or they're playing in the last weekend of the season here. It's just kind of crazy how that's kind of been the, the situation for this team where it's either if they're healthy, they're really good. If they're not healthy, they tend to be picking in the top five.
3: Yeah, when I was a player in this league for, uh, Femi, I was on I came in the league on the heels of the dynasty from the 80s from the 49ers mm-hmm. uh, so you still had to hold overs and now they were starting to change teams, right? Uh, Montana obviously moved on to Kansas City, but then here comes Steve Young, (laughs) right? And so you have have another (laughs) situation and Deion Sanders goes to the 49ers. I mean, you you just had this situation right there with this organization, but no, it it really is incredible that, um, you know, Kyle's done a great job. Mike Shanahan, his dad coached out there, did a great job winning Super Bowl out there too. And so uh, you're seeing Kyle just elevate himself with this personnel. With, mm-hmm. with the people that he has. I mean, he doesn't have the quarterbacks that are on this list, like Mahomes and Josh Allen. He doesn't have that. But yet, yeah. uh, Debo Samuel, uh, I mean – Uh, He could be an MVP, or if you think about it, right? Uh, But, I mean, it's incredible uh, the production that Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch is getting from this roster.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan will admit that he doesn't have that kind of quarterback based on what we saw him do in the NFL draft. He tried to trade up for a guy who could potentially become one of these Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen types when they went and selected Trey Lance here. Now, the point I wanted to ask you about Mm -hmm. is that seeing the Chiefs at plus 375, seeing the Bills at plus 400, right now Kansas City one and a half point favorites over at BetMGM total at 54 and a half this game kicking off 330 Pacific time. I feel like you're almost obligated. If you like a side, if you have a strong conviction as to who will win that game coming up later this afternoon and evening for our folks on the East Coast, I think you have to bet them also to win the Super Bowl because the Bengals, you mentioned that they've had a terrific run and all that, but they're going to be seven-point underdogs. Whoever wins this game is hosting the AFC title game, going to be a touchdown favorite. All indications are that they're probably likely to make it to the Super Bowl. Imagine holding Chiefs plus 375 or Bills plus 400 in the Super Bowl when there's a good chance they're going to be favored. And I think that you can pretty confidently say, unless it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brady gets a lot of support in the market, but you can confidently say that, Either one of these two teams will be favored in the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're gonna, these are going to be the best prices you can get for that situation, yeah. right? Right. So that's your point. It's now right or there. never. It's now or never. So, yeah, great job by you on that one because I agree with you. Uh, uh, you know, th- this season has been unpredictable. So, uh, I mean, I thought the AFC was wide open. Uh, now we're looking at the teams left and, okay, uh, Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals. Really, what's your choice there? But then the NFC became wide open because. Nobody really was believing into Green Bay wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. uh, even though they were probably the favorite for the Super Bowl, certainly. But, um, you know, Tom Brady, again, I don't know how you bet against him. But uh, with these odds right here, I, I don't I don't look at those odds right now and think that they're going to improve uh, after the winter emerges today when they face the Bengals for sure.
1: Looking at the conference title futures, I think you can make the same argument as well for – definitely make the same argument for to win the AFC because the Chiefs and Bills will be significant favorites next week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals at plus 200. I think that's probably a terrible bet. Mm. Um, They're plus 200 just because they're in the game. But they're going to be a touchdown underdog at least. And you could probably get plus 210, plus 220 or so just to win the game next week. So I think you want to wait for Cincinnati. But on the NFC side – I think there's an argument for taking the 49ers right now mm. at plus 150. The 49ers at BetMGM MGM are the favorite to win the NFC. Now that's just because they're already in the game. The bucks and the Rams have to play, but they will be favored next week hosting the Niners. But I think the Niners based on the odds maker who I spoke with yesterday, he thinks it's going to be a three point spread right. either way, whoever they play next week. I don't think you're gonna get plus 150 on the money line. Cause you look at the odds right now in this game, the Rams, who are at some places three point dogs, Mm -hmm. they're about plus 130, plus 135. I think the best money line price you'll get on the Niners next week, barring injury, of course, will likely be plus 140 or so. If you're really all in on this Niners team to potentially win next week, I think you got to take this now before we see who they end up facing because it's not going to be a very big spread based on how the betting market has loved this San Francisco team all throughout the year. Let's do an NFC exercise here, Femi. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's take the
3: Buccaneers off that board because they look like a Super Bowl team because they did it. Yep, They're defending champs. I'm going to ask you, do the Rams look like, right now, a Super Bowl football team?
1: (sighs) I don't know if I can get there. They look really good and really talented. they got a lot of stars, but... I I need to see it to believe it with Matthew Stafford. So I'm going to say no.
3: Okay. What about, I'm going to ask you, what is it about the 49ers that leads you to believe that they're a Super Bowl team?
1: It's got to be their trenches. Offensive line's yeah. really good. Defensive line's really good. The defense in general is really good. Uh, st- stopping the Green Bay Packers, oh, slowed down to only ten points. We saw what they did to the Dallas Cowboys offense the week ago as well. So I'd say the Niners' defense is okay. what leads Okay. But it remember, but remember,
3: the Packers were deficient in one area. One phase. That is true. Special teams. That is very like, true. Like nobody. I mean, the 49ers didn't score a touchdown offensively.
1: <laughs> I mean, think and, about I, and that. I can't believe I'm even <laughs> suggesting that because that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. So
3: I mean, I know we get caught up in numbers and stuff, but. You know circumstances. they got to do it. They got to do it. Circumstances. Anyway, you Dallas was inflated. They were. I'm sorry about the Cowboys, I, but I mean, right. You know, <laughs> but the Packers were flawed. You know, certainly in one phase of the game, and it, and it cost them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at the Buccaneers, they're complete, and again, defending champions. And then the Rams at plus two sixty, depending on what they do today, they could be closer to a Super Bowl team, in my opinion, than the Forty ers
1: My counter to that though is Shanahan's beaten McVay six right, straight times. Right. Right. And everyone's going to remember what happened in week 18. The Rams were up 17, nothing. And this Niners team rallied back in the win situation. Now the Rams weren't in a must-win situation. So maybe motivationally, they weren't on par with where San Francisco was at, but this r- Niners team matches up very mm-hmm. well with the Rams. And I think that if these two teams were to play, even though the game will be in LA, we know a lot of Niner fans are going to be there. It's not going to be a home field advantage for the LA Rams in that game. Yeah. I, it could it could be a coin flip type of game. I mean, see? I, you'll see the Rams will be favored by like two and a half or three, but I think there'll be a lot of Niners support. And you just uh, uncovered the secret secret sauce. Like there's <laughs> a spicy secret sauce and there's a secret
3: secret sauce, <laughs> which the Rams could host the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. They, they could host NFC title game and the Super Bowl, <laughs> right. which is just that's the like the really good stuff. That's the good stuff <laughs> that you don't give to anybody. <laughs> that's the good stuff. But it's just a fascinating way to look at this here. But I think the Niners. Now I'm not saying I'm going to do it because I, I believe the Bucks are going to win today. Okay. Spoiler alert for my picks at 11:30. I think the Bucks win today, and I think the Niners are going to have to go to Tampa. But if the Bucks lose, and a lot of people in the market tend to believe that that could very well happen, my mm-hmm. palm was on earlier. Likes Rams plus three. If it's Rams hosting the Niners, the Niners have won that game six straight times. Wow.
3: And it could have a lot of Niner fans out there, as we've seen that
1: already. It's it's gonna be 60-40, probably. Mm Because LA is they got more Niner fans than Rams fans (laughs) in that city based on the dynamics out there. Good discussion with these Super Bowl futures. Oh, on the other side, we're gonna do stop, drop, shut them down, open up props. Like we mentioned, Joe Burrow plus 550 should already be in the pending wagers. We'll see what else we can pick off here on this NFL divisional Sunday. It is betting across America. Off season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account start placing sports bets from anywhere in nevada whatever your sport whatever your betting style you're going to love betmgm state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week visit betmgm for terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it is betting across america presented by betmgm femia bebefe alongside mike pritchard Divisional round NFL playoff Sunday here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Evan Klosky, WTSP sports director, joining us in 15 minutes. We're about 15 minutes away as well from the actives and inactives for this Bucks Rams game. So interesting stuff coming up here in about 15 minutes, but we're going to do this thing here. Pritch stop, Mm -hmm. drop, shut them down, open up props here On a Sunday. Now yesterday we had the most passing yards. Most rushing yards. Most receiving yards. So most passing yards. We gave out Joe Burrow plus 550 in that. And right now he has 380 some odd yards. So you're already in good there. Mm -hmm. Now you just don't need Mahomes or Allen to go nuclear. Later on this evening. But I want to ask you about some specific player props. Especially as it pertains to this Rams Buccaneers game. That's kicking off I should say. In about an hour and 45 minutes. Matthew Stafford. His passing yards in this game is at 280 and a half, and it's juiced to the over minus 120, the under minus 110. We talked about this Buccaneers pass rush. Stafford doesn't have Andrew Whitworth. Do you see this being a game where Stafford is able to have some success through the air against the Tampa secondary that's not the greatest, but is healthy this time of year? Yeah, you know, when I think about Matthew Stafford in his passing game, I'm thinking about
3: adjustments that McVeigh's going to have to make. Um, Tampa is that defense that will play a soft shell cover four cover two look so it's the different it's like the inverse of uh cover three like a single high safety mm-hmm. they're doing they're disguising with two safeties so staffer is going to have to be in sync he's going to have to understand that cooper cup certainly as a slot guy is going to have to understand that too uh, but I, I do look for mcveigh to have some type of adjustments for that soft, too deep zone look, whether it's four or two, uh, whether you have a hard-roll corner situation or those corners are going to drop back you know, seven, eight yards. Uh, Matthew Stafford's going to have to understand that, certainly when he's throwing the football not get fooled by that. Uh, so from a statistical standpoint, he's got a chance to get over that. He does uh, for the volume of plays that he could have in a drop-back situation. I don't imagine the rushing game, being so consistent that they're just going to take the ball away from Stafford and hand the ball off. I I think they're going to have some success, but yet to win this game against Tom Brady
1: and the bunch, uh, I think Stafford's going to have to be highly involved. Because that's what we saw this past Monday night when they took on the Arizona Cardinals there, they, the Rams ran the football 38 times. Well, they bullied them. In that game, they bullied them. Right. They, they got up early, and then they were kind of just trying to salt away at the lead there. Stafford, only 17 passing attempts. Now, he was efficient, 13 of 17 for 202 and two touchdowns in that game. But it feels like Stafford is kind of still dealing with some nagging injuries here. Mm-hmm. And knowing what we know about his playoff history and a propensity to kind of make mistakes, maybe McVay tries to run the football against this uh, Buccaneers rush defense, here or maybe he lets his guys kind of air it out and lets the chips fall where they may?
3: Well, he's going to have to run it to open up the play-action stuff because a lot of times when you run the football and you want to do play-action, you're max protecting and you only have two guys out on a route. Mm-hmm. So you have to influence somebody, whether it's a safety or linebackers, in order to open up areas in the defense. Uh, so if you only have two or three guys tops on a route, um, you have to rush the football. So that's why uh, – and also when you think about – Play action passes like that; those are deep, deep play action passes. And when you're only sending two guys out on a route, you're, you're thinking you know 15 yards or deeper. So, um, from that standpoint, if they can get a lot of those connected on on, on today's game, uh, then that bowls well too for that over
1: situation for 280 and a half passing yards for Stafford. His favorite target, Cooper Cup, 99 and a half is the receiving yards prop for Cooper Cup. That is just an astronomical number for receiving yards. And it's interesting, though, because Cooper Cup in the last game, we mentioned how the Rams didn't throw the ball very much. Only seven targets, five catches, 61 yards. It was almost as if he was a decoy Mm -hmm. in that game. But I'm sure that they're going to try to find a way to get him the football in a big game against these Bucks. Right, because how do you combat?
3: Exotic blitzes and all these looks and all these disguising coverages. Well, you motion, you have formations, you have people in different spots, and all of a sudden you got to communicate defensively and you can't blitz, right? Yeah. So uh, if McVeigh understands that, which I think he does, and, and the personnel that he has, he can create matchups, and, and certainly you got to feature Cooper Cup. Now, it is a high total here for receiving yards. Ninety eight and a half. I saw as high as ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine and a half is where the current number is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's 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 interesting. That's I'm not taking a shot at it personally because I mean a lot of things have to happen right for the Rams for that. The
1: funny thing I'm looking at because I want to look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Evans, his receiving yards prop seventy two and a half. Mm. Gronk's Receiving yards prop, 64-and-a-half. We talked about how Tampa's offensive line could be a little banged up. Mm-hmm. Tristan Wirfs, Ryan Jensen, we're going to learn their statuses in about 10 minutes here. What do you think – is there a guy you would favor in this matchup? Just what we know with Brady likely having to get the ball out quickly against this Rams pass rush? Yeah, you know, Brady has such a
3: strong arm that he can get the ball out quickly to the sidelines, mm-hmm. slip screen, stuff like that. Um, or he can get the ball out quickly over the middle of the field. Or even – you know, between the hashes and the numbers uh, towards the sideline that way. Uh, Evans, I believe Ramsey's going to shadow Evans. You think so? Yeah, because, I mean, Tampa Bay, they don't use Evans inside that much uh, to where you can break down the defense. Now, again, left which can counter that and put him inside. and Okay, what are you going to do with Ramsey? But Ramsey has been inside primarily as a slot cover guy too. But when you had a guy like Evans on the outside, you can't match up with him other than Ramsey. I would expect in passing situations that that he matches up with uh, Evans. Therefore, what are they going to do with Gronk? What are they going to do mm-hmm. with Brait? What are they going to do with uh, Howard or whoever uh, the running backs out of the backfield? I think
1: that's going to be a problem for the Rams. Yeah, it's interesting, Rob. I mean, Gronkowski's prop right there, 64 and a half. If you think mm-hmm. that Ramsey is going to be deployed strictly on Mike Evans, I think that. Maybe that Gronk number is a way that you can look at this thing. We've seen it already get bet up from 63 and a half to the current number right now, 64 and a half. Gronk's catches, mm-hmm. five and a half receiving catches, How about that? Uh, minus 140 is the over. The under plus 105. The betting mark is almost assuming is kind of agreeing with you that Evans is likely going to be the guy that gets taken out of the game for Tampa. So then maybe Brady's favorite target right. Gronk is the guy that's the beneficiary. Right. Because if you put Ramsey on Gronk, then who's going to cover Evans? I
3: mean, I don't know if the Rams have anybody else in that secondary that, okay, wait a minute, you're going to leave Evans one-on-one? Okay, Brady's going to pick that apart for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a very good way to look at that game. Uh, I want to look at the Chiefs and the Bills, those props right now. Patrick Mahomes, his passing yards prop, Mm 281-and-a-half. For the Kansas City Chiefs, (laughs) that right there is scary for the folks who have that Joe Burrow plus 550 to have the most passing yards because Mahomes on any given Sunday can absolutely just rip apart a defense here. Do you see this being a game that opens up to the point to where Mahomes, it's a necessity for Mm -hmm. him to throw for 300-plus yards? I think the way that both of these teams need to play defensively
3: opens up the possibility for a lot of stats. So all year long we've seen both teams have to combat both quarterbacks, uh, if you will, have to go up against all these soft zone coverages and make them execute, be patient in the pocket. They've evolved their games. Now they're patient in the pocket. But if you're Frazier on one side and if you're Spags on the other side, do you want these quarterbacks to beat you by blitzing and then, okay, they're going to make plays with their legs and big plays after big play after big play? Or do you want to take your chances and situations? Uh, So if you take your chances in situations, which I think both coordinators want to do defensively, you're going to tighten up in the red zone. So Mm -hmm. between the 20s, I think these quarterbacks could have a field day.
1: And his number is actually 285 and a half now okay. at BetMGM. Right. So we're going up yeah. with this we're, Mahomes number. Right.
3: Where it gets interesting is in the red zones. The execution mm-hmm. of their offense is in the red zone.
1: Because I know a lot early in the season we talked about this, the too high shell thing mm-hmm. and how Buffalo plays that, and that's kind of how they were able to frustrate Mahomes in the first meeting earlier this season. Do you think we'll see something similar, the Bills going to that kind of too high defense? Well, without White, um, they've been extraordinary with their two safeties.
3: Those mm-hmm. two, that tandem right there is in, incredible. Both all pros. Oh, yeah, making play after play after play. So you want to feature them in some type of coverage if you can and help out on the outside if, uh, if you want to help that way too. So, yeah, I think the middle of the field could be wide open. Well, not wide open, but the area to attack, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. But I, I just – as a defensive coordinator, why would you take chances going after these quarterbacks? I think you do at times – But it's going to become a situational game in which you got to be great on third down in particular, but then also uh, when there's scoring opportunities for these quarterbacks, you got to be
1: great in the red zone. You mentioned the middle of the field, and then my eyes go to Travis Kelsey. They're the tight end, probably Mahomes' favorite target, his best friend. His receiving yards props 71-and-a-half. Right, running backs too, running Running backs out the backfield. Those guys can catch a lot of passes today, uh, I believe, as well. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon, he looked really good last Sunday night in their victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers there. So this is an interesting game. These games, kind of the game within the game within the game. Right. Almost with these player props and some advantageous situations you can keep and take advantage of in these contests. On the other side, Evan Klosky of WTSP in Tampa joins us to talk all things Rams Bucks kicking off in 90 minutes here on Betting Across America. This is betting across America
0: on VSIN's the Sports Betting Network.
1: VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year it's slash big deal to sign up today it is betting across america presented by bet mgm femi and bebefe alongside mike pritchard NFL Divisional Sunday here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino and the actives and inactives are about to come out here in just a matter of moments for the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this game kicking off at noon and to help us get ready for this game, he is Evan Klosky, WTSP Sports Director in Tampa, Florida Evan is in the press box for the game coming up here in 90 minutes, so I gotta start out Evan we're about to learn who's in, who's out what is the latest with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury report. Tristan Wirth
0: out Ryan Jensen in Rashad Perriman out and also Cyril Grayson out Uh, so the the pessimistic side of things is that your all pro tackle is is not playing with Andrew Whitworth I feel like that's a a break-even point the the good news is Ryan Jensen is a go so you're not doing a complete overhaul of the offensive line but there will be some mixing and matching Uh, obviously Josh Wells uh, who is not on the report is ready to go. I would imagine that Josh Wells is going to be the first option for Bruce and company to see if he can handle those duties responsibly. If not, let's say things are going sideways. I could imagine we're going to see Alex Kappa move over to the tackle position and then bring in Aaron Stinney to the guard. But Obviously, if you're the Buccaneers, you want your guards to be at your best because you got to deal with Aaron Donald. So that's
3: probably going to be the game
0: plan moving forward. But once again, it looks like Tristan Wirfs is out for today's ballgame.
3: Good news for Tampa, though, with Jensen being in the lineup at center. I mean, that was somebody I think Brady was going to count on a lot in this game. What about JPP? Because I know there was some personal stuff with him. Uh, He's not on the inactive list, but uh, where is he for this game, though, today?
0: JPP is going to be playing. Uh, This guy has been a warrior the entire season. Uh, He's been hurt for nearly the entirety of it. Uh, He was playing through a torn labrum, still is, uh, had a broken finger, and he was just kind of mauling through those injuries. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point yeah. in the season, Bruce Arians and company <laughs> shut him down and just said, we're going to get you as healthy as possible for yeah. the playoffs. And you know, I would imagine a JPP whose snap last week was around 40, 50, some odd percent, which was pretty much in line with what he's been doing ever since the injuries kind of fluttered uh, before shutting him down. But uh, what you can do is have Joe Tryon and Shainka out there on your, your passing downs when you know they're going to let it rip and just have them get after the quarter because as, as talented as, as Tryon is at, at getting to the quarterback, he still is, is learning uh, against a rush. So uh, I would imagine you're going to see a similar game plan there, JPP out there on first and second down, and maybe they give him a little rest and, and allow Tryon to to try to rush Stafford. Um, and maybe, maybe that's helpful with Whitworth out as well.
1: We're speaking with Evan Klosky, WTSP Sports Director in Tampa, Florida. He is in the press box for today's Buccaneers and Rams game, kicking off here in about 90 minutes. Uh, Evan, I want to ask you about this Bucs receiving core, because you mentioned no Cyril Grayson for this game. Of course, there's no Chris Godwin. He's on IR. Antonio Brown is cut from the team. Is this the game that we finally see the absence of those weapons kind of affect this Tampa Bay offense?
0: you know there's two sides of this coin uh one they've been they've been dealing with these injuries for a while and it certainly is concerning when when tyler johnson is playing 80 percent of your snaps and and the guy has had ample opportunity the entire season he's had moments i don't think he's necessarily taken advantage of those opportunities completely but he is somebody who has had a, a splash play here or there but the other side of it Uh, that i want to present is that whereas the bucks defense had to be extremely versatile throughout the entire season because they they, they've been mixing and matching through injuries uh, throughout this contest and by the way i I do want to quickly mention i'm sure we'll touch on it sean murphy bunting is playing so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i I hope we can get to the defense because for the first time ever uh... this season the defense is going to be completely healthy but uh... with the offense what i'm trying to say is a lot of teams don't know what this the, the Byron Leftwich and company are going to present with the personnel they have. I imagine you're going to see a lot more uh, O.J. Howard, Cam and Rob Gronkowski out there in the same personnel. So you're going to see some big bodies out there. Of course, Leonard Fournette, um, not on the injury report. He was activated yesterday. He's ready to go. So I would imagine that you're going to see some big bodies, and maybe they utilize Rob Gronkowski that way, or maybe you see a couple more catches from great OJ Howard. So I think the tight ends will be utilized more, if not just in the, the rushing attack. Um, you're going to see them out on the field. But ultimately, um, if, if Jalen Ramsey shadows Mike Evans, which they did not do in the first matchup, but if that happens, you're gonna to have to rely on a guy like Tyler Johnson to make some plays. And, and I do believe once or twice, you're gonna have a Scotty Miller deep ball. So I, if you wanna take like a risky play, I, I would like the over Scotty Miller touchdown. If you're looking for that like deep shot, uh, no pun intended, that's that's sort of where I'm looking right there.
3: Uh, that's some good news for me, uh, Evan, because I was looking at Breit being more involved. I was looking at some props for him. Uh, Gronkowski certainly a lot of prop bets yep. for him as well, because uh, I was anticipating the size of these tight ends and even a receiver with Mike Evans, uh, such an advantage over what the Rams have defensively right now and anticipating Ramsey, maybe matching up with Evans a little bit, opening up possibilities for those guys that you just mentioned. O.J. Howard perhaps could have one of those games today.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I I think that the tight ends are going to have a a big role in this game plan. And as I said, I mean, it's not just going to be pass catching, though I I think you're right on. Camp rate has been a reliable option for Brady for the second half of the season, the first half. Uh, They could not connect. They just... There were so many missed opportunities. Uh, break dropping balls, Brady missing Brake. So I definitely would lean Brake more than OJ Howard if you are leaning towards a prop in that direction. But I, I do think that the tight ends are going to be a significant portion of this game plan. And I do think they're also going to help the, the rushing attack, which uh, I don't know how much run Leonard Fournette is going to get, but the combination of Fournette and uh, Giovanni Bernard um, should be should be one where, where I'm expecting them to have
1: a bit more receptions than they yeah. Evan, you brought up Sean Murphy Bunting is playing in this game here, and this Bucks defense has been banged up all season long. This appears to be the healthiest they've been since last year. From talking to those guys all throughout the week, do you think this is the most confidence they've had on that defensive side of the ball since last year's Super Bowl run? <laughs>
0: Yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr. told us throughout the week uh, when, when we asked him about this defense and they were coming back and that performance they had against the Eagles, he said for the first time in since last year's playoff that they felt like they, they had the band back together, that they had the energy that they were, you know, they entered the season expecting. And uh, a lot of people are focused in on the Bucks' offensive line. And, you know, I know the Rams are getting a lot of love. Uh, it's, it's a tremendous matchup, I think, for the Rams considering uh, what they could have had in, in other sort of shifts Thing and matching, yeah. but uh, I, I do think people are are doubting the defense a little bit. I don't think they realize that this squad has never had all of their starters in because the first game of the season, Jordan Whitehead was injured, so he didn't play against the Cowboys, so they didn't even have the entire unit the first game of the season. So the fact that they they have gone through so much turmoil, they have made themselves so multiple because they've had to. Todd Bowles has had the the hardest season, and still their takeaway numbers are insane considering all the injuries they've had now they got the entire group back i really think this is this is prime for some ugly stafford performances if you can force
1: stafford to lead this team lead the rams to victory uh, that usually spells some turnovers judging by history Yeah, I'm looking at BetMGM right now. Matthew Stafford to throw an interception, minus 135. You think that he might have a little bit of trouble with this Buccaneers defense that's at full strength here for the first time all season long. Well, Evan, it's time for that prediction. The Buccaneers right now, two-and-a-half point favorites at BetMGM. The total is at 47-and-a-half. So I want something from the side and the total in this game that's about to kick off here in less than 90 minutes.
0: So the total I'm going under, uh, I think this is going to be a grind them out type of game. Uh, Now, I will say this earlier in the week, I was very much Rams money line. Um, and as I've crept closer to game game time, I'm, I'm actually leaning Buccaneers. I I, I, um, I think that with Jensen there, I think they can do enough now to mitigate some of the rush. Uh, as I said, they'll have the tight end personnel, and I, I just think the defense is going to be the story of this game when we talk about it. So um, I'm really torn. I, to be completely honest, I, you know, uh, as I said on our on our Bucks pregame show that we had, I picked the Rams by one point, but um, I do believe I'm a little bit stronger on the under than.
1: I am on the side. All right. He is Evan Klosky, WTSP sports director in Tampa, Florida. Evan, great information. Love having you on the show and we'll talk soon, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. How about that? Evan's in the thick. He's in the thick <laughs> of it right there in the press box. That's right. how you see all, hear all that noise and all that stuff. Good stuff from him, as always. He kind of agrees with us with his prop here with yeah. the tight ends for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having a pretty advantageous matchup.
3: Yeah, I mean, not a lot of noise this week about the safety situation for the Rams. It didn't come into play last week against the Cardinals at all. Not much So game I, I know Brady
1: and, and Leftwich and everybody else there, they paid attention to uh, what's going on in that secondary for L.A. Yeah, this is going to be a very, very interesting game like been said at the top of our interview, no Tristan Wirfs, no Cyril Grayson for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. We'll reset all of that stuff at the top of the hour. But on the other side, the pros perspective with Pritch here on a divisional Sunday. It's betting across America presented by BetMGM.
2: CNN underscores guide to sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.
3: Hey, this is John Ridley.
2: And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk, Talk. John, we've got a hard hitting episode today, a lot of controversy. Across America on
0: Vison, the sports betting network.
1: It's never too early to prepare for the big game and we want to make sure Vison is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on Vison.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans to join the Vison betting expert before, during and after the action. On vcin.com. it is betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Femia Bebe Faye alongside Mike Pritchard here. NFL Divisional Weekend Sunday, two games to us on this slate here, and. We wanted to get Pritch's perspective, the pros perspective in this segment here. And I got to ask you about what we saw last night or yesterday afternoon, I should say, mm-hmm. with the Tennessee Titans hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals were four point underdogs that win the game uh, 19 to 16 and Ryan Tannehill. Could I ask you about Ryan Tannehill? Because I had minus two and a half Tennessee in my pocket. Just excellent ticket to have with the game closing four. I was like, I'm in good. They win by a field goal. I win my bet. We all celebrate. Three interceptions from Ryan Tannehill, Pritch. I I, want to play this soundbite for you first before I ask you the question. Because here's what Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Tennessee Titans, had to say about Tannehill's performance and how that's not the only reason why they lost the game to the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I don't think Ryan or myself or anybody did enough to win the game. That's how it goes, Paul. Um, It's never going to be about one person, not as long as I'm the head coach, um, which will be a while. Um, So it'll never be about one person. That's an interesting perspective because you expect the coach to say that he's not going to throw his quarterback under the bus. But I want to ask you, Pritch, as someone who's been in the locker room, what is that situation like when you see – your lead player, your quarterback, have such a bad game, and almost kind of cost you the game. I mean,
3: Vrabel is talking in the future here. Um, he mentioned, "I'm going to be the coach," and so for a while, he, for a while, <laughs> he did emphasize that point. <laughs> um, so maybe he's going to get a new contract that we didn't know about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not going to he's not going to throw anybody under the bus, especially if Tannehill going to be his franchise quarterback. Uh, but I, I will say this: I mean when you evaluate everything, because that's an emotional moment right there. You just lost a playoff Mm -hmm. game. Um, When you've been to the playoffs as much as Vrabel has with Titans, uh, you are going to start to look in the future. And that's why he's talking in the future. Uh, And he's not going to do that um, in terms of torpedo anybody. Uh, Now they could still evaluate. Because I I, I believe that Vrabel, Todd Downing, they're probably limited with Tannehill for what they want to do. I mean, think about how – specific their offense was. With Derrick Henry, you know, you get an injury or two, you're done. Yeah. He did a great job of keeping it together, but it came back uh, and really uh, did not help them that situation in the playoffs against better teams or elite teams. So uh, that's where Tennessee is right now. That's where Vrabel is right now. We're an elite team, but what's going to help us
1: become that championship team? Do you think the players – because I'm seeing the shots on the sidelines after that Tannehill mm-hmm. interception. You see Joe Burrow get Cincinnati into field goal range. They show a shot of A.J. Brown, and he just looks dejected. Sure. They show Taylor Lewan, who looks dejected. What do you think is going through those players' mind? And from being in situations like this that are comparable, what goes through your mind – when you see something like that, it's like, damn, if he just didn't throw one more interception, we probably win that game. Yeah, they did say that, by the way. <laughs> damn,
3: if he didn't do this, <laughs> damn. Um, but, uh, no, it, it, they just saw a group of young kids beat him. I mean, all those players you mentioned, these veterans and these elite players, I mean, uh, Vrabel included. I mean, he just saw a second-year player, second-year quarterback beat him. And I, I think you pine for one of those. I think you start Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, we might need one of those. Um, But that defense is stout. The Tennessee Titans, and that's the thing about Vrabel at the podium, he's not going to lose confidence in anything. He's going to be confident. Uh, He's going to have that presence because he knows he's talking about all these players in that locker room that I need to get us to the top. And so we can't point fingers. We certainly can't divide ourselves in the locker room. So Mm -hmm. uh, a coach like that at the podium, absolutely. He's going to say stuff like that. But with his staff, they might be looking for a borough or somebody like that if they can
1: Yeah, the coach is going to say all the right things. Uh, The general manager, the front office executives might be like, let me get one of those that just beat us here, even though we sacked him nine times. Somehow still (laughs) lost the game as favorites. Because he's one of those, that's why. We're we're, we're getting over it, Pritch. We're getting over it. But you won that game, so I shouldn't be all upset. You at least (laughs) cash a ticket. At least somebody did something right yesterday. Um, The Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two and a half point underdogs at BetMGM. Total of four, 47 and a half in this spot here. Plus 120 on the money line. Bucks minus 145 on the money line. Now, this is going up against the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion. He's lost more playoff games and won more playoff games than anybody could ever even dream of being in. A lot more on the winning side, of definitely, for Tom Brady, though. Now you're going up against this guy who has this mystique, this aura, even though the Rams won the game earlier this season, the week three. It's interesting that Sean McVay told the media earlier today that they don't fear Tom Brady. They have a healthy respect for Brady, mm-hmm. but they don't fear Tom Brady. Here's what McVay told the reporters earlier this week, leading up to this game.
0: I think it's tremendous respect, but not fear. Um, you know, I think, I think you're talking about two of the best at what they do with Aaron and Tom. And so um, as a competitor, you know, he, he is a great phenomenal player. We have tremendous respect for him, but, we're going to have the uh, expectation and anticipation that we're preparing to try to go win this game. And so we know what a great challenge it's going to be. Um, we've got to have a great week of work and
1: um, and then uh, go play to the best of our ability and let the chips fall where they may. Pritch, how important mm-hmm. is that to have that healthy balance of respect but not fear? Well, you, you absolutely have to respect Brady. I mean, I think that's what...
3: McVeigh was highlighting right there because the question, whatever the question was as it was posed to him. But nobody is scared of anybody. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is we all have egos out there. We're not going to, oh, my God, I'm scared of Tom Brady today, right? That kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But but you also have to understand that everybody's going to watch that. So we have to, or McVeigh has to, project the fact that, yeah, we respect Brady and certainly. But inside the building, they're going to get after him. Uh, Von Miller has played against Brady a number of times, mm-hmm. including conference championship games, playoff games. games Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, with Denver. So, you know, the communication in the locker room from the players, from the fellas, is going to be completely different than McVay right there. We're about to get after Tom Brady today. Uh, and so, yeah, certainly our coach can talk about respect, but we're not respecting anybody. I mean, you're going to watch Donald play. Uh, tell me if you think he respects anybody with his play today. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, right, I think the guy wants to fight everybody. So, uh, no, it's it's certainly going to be, and I would read through that as if it's going to be a very intense football game from Ram's side, defensively.
1: It, it almost, to me, that what's the reason why that kind of soundbite stood out to me is because, like, it's, he doesn't want to have his team defeated before they get onto the field because I think sometimes, like in Arizona Cardinals last week against the Rams, they look like they were defeated just yeah. stepping onto the field sure. then the game played out how it did. This is almost like a reassurance of like, yeah, that guy is the greatest of all time, but that doesn't matter on Sunday.
3: Yeah, because inside the building, the message is we're getting after him. I don't care who he is. Right. Um, so but as a coach, you know, you're people are going to watch this and we were just watching it and play it back and, mm-hmm. and trying to interpret it. But no, inside that building, uh, that that bunch is very, very confident and not not a slight on Brady, but certainly from a respect standpoint, we'll,
1: we'll talk about that publicly. But but no, we, we we're going to get after him today. The Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs later on this evening. Chiefs, one-and-a-half point favorites, total of 54-and-a-half. And And it's a little more jovial comment Mm -hmm. from a head coach Andy Reid, who compared winning another Super Bowl to a tasty dessert. (laughs) Listen up to what Reid had to say to the media earlier this week. Yeah, well, if you like chocolate cake
2: um, and you eat a piece uh, and then you have one dangled in front of your face, you're probably going to want to eat that too. Not much is going to stop you. So, I mean, that's how – that's how you feel about the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that—that uh, that is the chocolate cake with the ultimate frosting, man. And uh, you, you need to—you're gonna try to go get it if you can.
1: You know, that's the best you can. <laughs> I mean, was this before lunch I, or something? I, I've never heard that <laughs> a- analogy. Must have been before lunch yeah. because usually after one piece of chocolate cake, you're you're full. But yep. Reed says they want another one. They want that Super Bowl or that chocolate cake in this analogy. It's just. It's interesting to see that they're, they still want to be greedy even though they've won it. They've been there. They've done that. Yeah. But they still want to be greedy in this spot even though they're the champions. You can't be satisfied, right? That's what he's getting with, with that.
3: I mean, they've been to the mountaintop. People thought they were knocked off the mountaintop. And, uh, and certainly you got to challenge yourself when you're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's what the great ones do. They always challenge themselves, and certainly great teams challenge themselves with the fact that we're never satisfied. You can eat a big meal, but you're still going to go after the chocolate cake. <laughs> I might be satisfied with what I just ate for dinner, but that chocolate cake looks really good. And uh, in Andy Reid's case, it's another chocolate cake. It's another championship. So uh, the, the analogy certainly core uh, uh, existing there with the fact that he thinks that his team – is not satisfied, and certainly he can't allow them to be satisfied in this situation.
1: And like, where does that even come from? Like that mental capacity to be like, hey, we've won a championship, but we want to win another one. Well, it's, it's a drive, it really is. I mean, it's, a, it's an endless drive of trying to be the best at
3: what you do. The greatest of all time. I mean, that's driving Brady, for instance, right? Yeah. So uh, it's just ways of finding it as a team, how you can still top what you did previously.
1: Brady's had a lot of chocolate cakes in his yes, years. Or it probably doesn't <laughs> need them since I don't know what diet he's on, TB12. <laughs> Go look that up on the internet. Hour number two is done. Hour three, we reset things as we're one hour away from kickoff between the Rams and the Buccaneers.
0: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.
2: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully (laughs) human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.